I have clicked record, and I'm deciding just now to adjust my mic, so this is really good timing. And... Yo, all these thoughts keep me up at night, yeah. What am I doing? Did I do it right, yeah. All these thoughts keep me up at night, yeah. I can't think straight, need the light. I need Yo. to breathe, get me up and out of the sheets. On my feet, another cup of coffee in me. That's what I need, my eyes puffy, I can't see. I'm too tired to function, but too lost to sleep, Hey, I think I need to be on something medication. I think I need to figure out the segregation. I think I needed just a better education. To understand the world that's so complicated, intoxicated. Every night faded Just so I can sleep thinking that it's hated I feel hated, I feel hatred I'm lost deep in my mind that I created Are you trying to say we're not a radio station, Josh? I suppose I have to be this close to you the mic You do, yeah, no one heard anything you just said oh. But, you know what they are going to hear, Josh? Hello everybody and welcome to the Hidden Oaks Overdose Football Fix Podcast. I am one of your lovely hostesses, the Garlic Johnson. We are joined by your other lovely hostess, Joshua Mitchell. Say hi to the folks, Joosh. Hi to the folks, Joosh. You're very good at this. Simon says, go away. <laughs> the cliche, Josh walks away from the pod. Have to do it at least once a week. Uh, very convincing. All right. Uh, what, are, what was I going to say? Oh. If you ever want to reach out to the show, hiddenoaksoverdose at gmail.com. Inbox was dry this week, but that's okay. Facebook.com slash hoodpod is another place you can find us. Facebook's been dry for a couple weeks now. Um, Anchor.fm slash hoodpod is where you can leave us voicemails. Anchor.fm slash hoodpod was not dry this week, but uh, we won't get into that until later. Segment start times, as always, are down in the description below. If you want to skip around, listen to only certain segments, those are there for you. And Levi Oki Illustration. Thank you so much for that beautiful art. Levi Oki Illustration on Instagram is where you will find that beautiful Mexican man who's really good at stoof. Josh, how you dern? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. What? Uh, what do you? Pl- you are clearly playing a game over there. What are you currently no, playing on no, your phone? I'm. I'm taking notes for the podcast. Clearly, it's not on. Why would you not do it on your computer, which is bigger and has an actual keyboard? Uh, convenience. You want to turn your screen towards me just so I can see the notes you're taking? That was clearly Galaxy Quest, Josh. Well, you never know. Could have something related to the podcast on there. Are you uh, Are you out there surviving this bitter cold? It's, I don't. I don't. T has mentioned that no one has mentioned how cold it is outside yet, so we had to get this in the show early. Hashtag, you, hashtag so chilly. Now I'm saying hashtag so chilly. Like white chicken or. Maybe. Can we, should we just stop the pod and go make some white chicken chili right now? Yep. Bye, folks. <laughs> and we're back after making white chicken chili. Um, so, I mean, anything going on in your life? I mean, we've, it's only been since Saturday. Nope. Nothing really new. I got married like two years ago. Wow. Don't know if you knew that, but... I had no idea. When, yep. Like two years ago, when? Two years ago, November 18th. Holy shit. Was I there? I think so. Uh I think I'd remember that, Josh. Nice right. try. Anything new in your life, Car? You know, since Saturday, not really. All right. Well, you know, I'm not going to make you go into a long, detailed story by saying, really? So, what's next? Josh, I, I gave you ample amount of time. Now you're going to make me bring it up. Your rowing machine. You didn't bring it up last time. You wanted to. And you were just rowing as I arrived, and you still didn't mention it. Oh, yeah. I got a rowing your... machine. I guess that's new. Yeah. Yeah, I assembled it. I assembled it tonight. You know, went out, shaped the metal, got the wire, got the cord in there. Is that why it's looking a little shaky? No, 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 no. That that shit. That bitch right there is the Titanic three. Titanic three. What happened to the second one? I took it down myself <laughs> and made the Titanic three out of it. See, Josh, you see how we put in that work and we take the chit-chat segment from being absolutely nothing to being slightly entertaining. That was nice. The Titanic three. It all came together at the end. You like that? Yeah, sure. The folks want to be entertained. You know, we can't just sit here and be boring as shit. Um, so that was chit chat. Wow, what an, what an exciting intro, Josh. Let's hop into some hot takes. You got any hot takes this week? Pete Carroll will forget his gum, leading to the collapse of the Seattle Seahawks as we know it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the Memphis Seahawks. Wow, that's a hot take. 
Now, this is a hot take. Very, very entertaining. Uh, my hot take, which is a real hot take, is I'm thinking the Buffalo Bills are going to make it to the AFC Championship game. I like the grit of this team. Obviously, just lost to Baltimore, but Baltimore's arguably the best team. But, you know, hashtag any given Sunday, hashtag all these other cliches. I like Buffalo's chance with a chip and a chair to make a deep run this year. So that's going to be my hot take. Josh? Let's move right into that tasty zone. You again appear to be snackless. Are you feeling okay? Actually, I'm kind of feeling under the weather, so if we could wrap this up. What weather are you under? Minnesota's. Um, no, I'm feeling fine. It's just, you know, trying to watch my cows. Got uh, about a pound of beef up there to make tacos with later, so I'm just going to, you know, save up for there. Don't worry. Daddy's still got you. We got the strawberry Arnold Palmer. <laughs> But it's going to be, I think it's going to be a pretty quick fantasy zone today, Josh. Uh, key injuries out there. Marvin Jones, done for the season. Darius Geis, done for the season. Mike Evans, done for the season. Calvin Ridley, done for the season. That hurts one of my playoff teams a lot, actually. Yeah, um, none of mine. None of my three remaining ones, so there's that. I don't know. Fantasy zone. Fan mail. Are we going to wait until uh, later to do the uh, fan mail segment, the voicemails? Correct. That I kept getting notified on at work? You got notified once at work. Three times. We had one on Anchor, one on Anchor, and one on Google. I mean, we didn't get one from Google today, so that's a lie. Well, you you called in. I was on Anchor as a Someone, someone, nope, someone left me a voicemail on Google. Not today. Well... It's still a voicemail, isn't it? You said, I got notifications. I was bugged all day at work. You had to make it such a dramatic, exaggerated thing. Well, I was bugged at work yesterday then. Jeez, bud. It all wraps up together when you work as hard as I do. How hard do you work, Josh? I'm a supervisor. Are you, Gerby? No. (laughs) What would would people leave you in charge to supervise? Uh, My office. Make sure no one else sits in it. Has anyone ever sat in your office? How good are you at the supervising job? Nah, not very good. I have people in there all the time. Oh, my. Josh, you have one job, and you're not even I good know. at it. All right. Well, since uh, we don't have any, any fan interaction that we're going to get to this segment, Josh, I figured I'd throw in a discussion question just so we could plug our sponsors and not skip the segment. Who do you want in the Pro Bowl this year? Um, are you talking about who gets the votes or who's going to play in it? I'm asking who you want in the Pro Bowl. It's a very simple question. Well, I'd love to see all of the Minnesota Vikings playing in the Pro Bowl. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I think, I think, I mean, Lamar Jackson, but obviously it depends. I don't, I just, I don't want to see the Pro Bowl. I want to see like a skills competition. I want to see them go out there and play sports that they don't mean to play. I want to see all the offensive and defensive linemen go swimming. I want to see them do swimming drills. I'd like that. I'd like that a lot. I want to see all the kickers and punters do like um, dodgeball where they can only kick. A kick ball? No, no, because it's dodgeball. So you got to kick it at the person. But they use footballs filled with lead. <laughs> that sounds dangerous. I don't know if, if any puncher or kicker would volunteer for that. Yep. I want to see a human pyramid with Andy Reid on top. How, how how big? Ten. Like, the, Base of ten. Ten? Holy shit. Who else is in this thing? Who else is near the top? Andy Reid's the tip top, obviously. Star of the Christmas tree, but... Well, yeah. And then we got big Mike McCarthy below him for the next two. <laughs> McCarthy's the next two people? Yep. Then okay. Vince, I want Vince Wilfork to be the anchor in the dead center. Dead center, bottom? Yep. But he has to wear his overalls. Obviously. Yeah. Um, then on the other sides, I want J.K. Scott... Okay. Who was J.K. Scott for the folks that don't um, know? He is the punter for the Green Bay Packers. Looks like turned a 19 last week. Old. Um, no, I don't know. I don't care who's in the Pro Bowl. It's not like I'm going to watch it. Okay. Do you, All right. Well, let's flip the question then. Who do you want to be MVP that isn't named Lamar Jackson? Assuming he wins, who else would you like to see be MVP or Offensive Player of the Year? Christian McCaffrey. CMC? Yeah. What about defense? Defensive Player of the Year? That was that was a good ten second ah uh, stall. Oh. That was not bad. Uh, I could do better. Give me a second. <clears throat> hey Josh, who do you want to be defensive player of the year? Uh, Batman. I think he. I think he has a good shot. No, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I doubt it'll happen. But Minka Fitzpatrick in uh, Pittsburgh has 
done work since going over there. He's I, don't think he's, I don't think he's going to be Defensive Player of the Year. Um, I mean, Stefan Gilmore, I guess, is making a case. He's shut down number one wide receivers all year. Um, I don't know what the sack situation looks like and who's leading in all of that category, but um, there's, you know, Defensive Player of the Year is usually one of those guys, I'd feel. But sure. YOLO. How about you, Gar? I don't know. I haven't really thought much about it. I just wanted to ask you. Okay. Move on. Yeah. I haven't thought about it, obviously. So thank you. Right. Homer results. Moving on to the home results, Josh. We'll start with the pack. How'd the pack do this week? They won. I mean, it wasn't a pretty win. They won a game that they should have won at home, 20 to 15. Uh, Jones had a decent game against me in fantasy. Uh, the defense held up when they needed to. Um, Rodgers looked really rough, though, I guess. I didn't get to watch the game because, frankly, it, it was on at the same time as the Vikings, and I was too lazy to stream. Um, it was an ishy win from the sounds of it. Rodgers missed some wide-open passes. Um, but all in all, like I said last week in that little mini rant about the quality of a win, it's still a win. So we can clinch a playoff berth next week if we win and Los Angeles Rams lose. So I'm okay with it. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch any of the Packers game either, so I don't have any further comments. Uh, Vikes played Detroit. Uh, game ended 20-7. to It was 17-0 to at halftime. Vikes kept it close. I mean, or didn't keep it close. They, they were in control the whole game, and they kept everything very conservative is what I meant to say. So, I mean, defense did their job against David fucking Blau. Woohoo! Uh, we won. I mean, it wasn't as ishy. Like I said, we were in control the whole time. Their one touchdown was garbage time. So, I don't know. Another game we should have won that we won. So, nothing very exciting this week, I think, for either of our teams. Yep. My uh, my notes here are all of the exciting moments in the second half of that game. So, I didn't take notes, by Josh the way. Just no notes for the joke out there. Yep. It's a visual joke, but thanks, Scar, for explaining it to everybody. They were supposed to come over here and look at my screen to see. Well, why aren't they over your shoulder right now? Reflexes. I'd karate chop them. Nothing gets What about other head. games? Anything uh, <laughs> anything exciting in the other fantasy or in the sports of footing ball world? Well, Josh, did you watch any other games on Sunday or no? Yeah, I mean, I watched the end of that San Fran New Orleans game. And as you <gasps> said, wow. Um, I, I find it odd that the NFL allowed um, them to put one man on defense and let 11 guys on offense because apparently nobody knew how to play defense. That is correct. Um, Especially one of them is supposed to be the best defense in the league. So, yikes. But Right. Yeah, no. That When I saw the score, I was like, are you kidding me? But, um, yeah, and, and I think I texted it to you. Name a more iconic duo between uh, New Orleans and last play bungles that cost them a game, whether it be by them or the refs. Right. I mean – I mean, that probably, I mean, they they were in field goal range already, so that half distance to the goal probably didn't make or break the game, but it was a fuck up for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, De- we didn't, I don't think either of us watched this game, but Denver at Houston. What the hell happened there? Well, Denver is just, you know, they're, they're the slow play. They're getting ready for the playoffs now. <laughs> Are they going to make that push in mid-March or what? <laughs> now you're getting it. Yeah, we don't know what happened, but Denver absolutely destroyed Houston. Some of the pundits I listened to were saying Houston was pretty emotionally hungover after going into New England and beating New England the week prior. So, I mean, that's probably the case. Those people who said that are more intelligent than me, but wow. that uh, Yikes, Houston. That's not a good look for the team that's supposed to be the cream of the crop of the AFC South. Yeah, uh, Kansas City at New Orleans. That at, was a at game. New England? Yeah, that's what I said, New England. Um, and 23-16. Um, I mean, I watched like the first three quarters, and then I got hungry, and Nikita and I had dinner and watched Friday Night Lights. So kind of watched football. Um, basically the same thing. And so, but Kansas City was in control basically that entire time. I guess New England made a push at the end, and there was a couple penalties that should have been called and a couple that were called, and the refs messed up again. Yeah, Nikhil Harry was definitely in for that touchdown. Billy B had already burned his challenges, so I mean that's a wolf on him. But you don't really want to, You never want to say the Pats got screwed. But if there's a, if there's a game the Pats got screwed, that was it for sure. Oh, but don't worry. This this screw up is the one that uh, caused everybody to say that they're going to take a long look at officiating in the off season. I don't know if you saw that. I mean, I th- they were probably going to do that regardless, but they did say that. But they came out and said it. I think 13 seconds after this game ended. <laughs> That's why, it. Why would they not just say it during the game? 
because they still had hope for the Patriots to pull it out. <laughs> They're like, come on, refs. You know what to do. This is what you're paid to do. Now do it right. The Patriots are America's team. And as and then the final game on this, since we are, we're stalling and talking a lot about nonsense, uh, Seattle losing to the Rams. Seattle looked lost. Yes, they did. Um, T got what he wanted, though. We want the Rams to win, right? Yes, I, we do. I don't know if T knows what he wanted out of that game, but yeah. He uh, eventually is like, yeah, we want both these teams to tie, I guess. But yeah, no. So that's that's fun. Um, week fifteen. What's going on in week fifteen? <laughs> I was trying to sing a little bit of song. I didn't know it took you thirty seconds to write three numbers down. I was distracted by your beautiful singing, so I had to ah. sit there and ingest the beautiful sounds that were coming from your mouth hole. And then after I was done ingesting, I wrote down uh, week fifteen. Again, not a super uh, exciting game for the Vikings. It was a Sunday nighter. Got flexed at a Sunday night into the afternoon. We are going to Los Angeles to play the Chargers, who are 5-8, and eight, officially out of playoff contention. But Phillip Rivers don't give a shit about any of that. That dude's going to be out there hucking it. He's going to be chirping every single Vikings defender. He'll probably go to the sideline a few times and chirp Zimmer. They can call that a blitz, call that a defense. Um, so the Vikes can't sleep on this team. The Rams, we just talked about them. The Rams are right on our heels. So the Vikings drop one. The Rams went out. The Rams take the playoff spot. And the Vikes go nowhere. So we got to be real careful. I got a real bad feeling in my gut that the Vikes are going to lose at least one of these last three games. So, you know, hopefully we don't lose any of them. But we could definitely lose on Sunday. So we just can't sleep on this team. The Chargers, you know, I'm not afraid to say as kind of a Chargers homer, if that's even possible, that Chargers might be one of the unluckiest teams in the modern era. And uh, they're a really healthy team now, and so I'm scared a little bit, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that pass defense is going to have to step it up after Rivers had that game last week. Obviously, they have two electric running backs. Um, we'll get into that a little bit when we do the uh, playoff preview. Um, pass defense, I mean, if you guys have one still, that's that's going to be the biggest concern. Um, but that Hey, pass- we held David Blau in check, okay? Yeah, no, that's very true. But uh, the pass rush um, is probably going to make up for what the pass coverage can not do. Green Bay, they're at home versus Chicago. Green Bay is ten and three. Chicago is seven and six, coming off of a a, a win last week. Um, I just added to my note from last week, and I just said "win" in capitals instead of just "win" normally. Um, pretty pretty stellar note. I mean, it's 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 chicago is essentially playing for their playoff life this is a playoff game to them uh so they're going to come in hot ready to go green bay needs to be disciplined um, on defense not let matt nagy pull out his spell book and put trickery out there um like they said week one just make trubisky play quarterback um and go from there this i mean i mentioned earlier green bay wins this game um they essentially have a decent chance at uh locking up a playoff spot in the next week or two or this week, even if Rams lose. Right. So Josh, I'll ask this question, not, not even to like to be petty or to be like, you know, tongue in cheek. Are you as a Packers fan at all worried about this game? I mean, like like losing the game. Yes. And no, if we lose, we still control our destiny from, from what I understand. Um, if we win, you know, big deal. I'm, I'm a little nervous. I mean, I'm nervous for every game. It doesn't matter. I was nervous for the Giants game for some reason. Um, Daniel but, Jones, buddy. But, uh, yeah. Um, but, oh, I mean, the big thing is the defense. Um, Akeem Hicks might play, but he's just coming off that injury, so he might only be limited. Khalil Mack hasn't been doing as well. Um, I just want to see the offense get into a rhythm um, and then put the game away early. That's really it. But I'm not – I mean, to say I'm worried, I'm not going to lose sleep over this matchup. Well, I, I mean, I guess, yeah, whatever. So I was curious about that. Um, I think if this game was in Chicago, it might be a little more higher. Oh, that sti- game was done already. I think uh, I think the better team won that one. Are Sorry, you- that was my homer mode. Jesus, okay. So I think you act like I'm a Chicago fan over here or something. Yeah, you're lucky this table's between us, bud. Duh, bear stuff, bear stuff, bear stuff, bear stuff. No. I think, so if this game was in Soldier Field, it would probably be, you know, I'd be more excited about its potential. This is a game that Green Bay should win, and they should win it handedly. I know they've been kind of shaky these last couple weeks, but every team, you know, has a couple down weeks. You're playing some bad opponents. You might play down to their level. Shaky against the Giants two weeks ago? I mean, you got the game was like 17-13 until the fourth quarter, wasn't it? I don't know. I'll, yeah, something like that, but 
I mean, Rodgers still threw four touchdowns. I think that uh, <laughs> last week was more of a – I think that having a close game last week is actually beneficial because they're going to realize, all right, got to put our foot to the – Let's quit dicking around. Yeah. Let's quit uh, making plans at halftime and start learning football. Yeah. So anyway, so like I was trying to say before, so rudely interrupted, that the Packers should win this game and they should win it hands down. If they don't, there's going to be a lot of question marks coming out afterwards. But, you know, I'm a firm believer that um, the Packers will win this game. And, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Other Week 15 jingly tingles. Yeah, Josh, is anything out there tingling your jingle? Uh <laughs> Denver, Kansas week. City, got a nice divisional game. Uh, Houston, Tennessee, both 8-5. and five. Tennessee is coming in hot, and they're playing in the for the division at this point. Rams, Dallas, big one for playoff implications for both teams. Um, they're going to, I mean, you just you made the note, are they going to keep breathing down your necks? Uh, probs, we'll see about that. I mean, Dallas is electric. Sorry. No, they're not. Fucking um, leave my house right now. And then uh, Buffalo at Pitt. That's going to be a good game as well, just because um, I think both teams are defense heavy. Um, but Pittsburgh's offense has shown promise lately. Those were your tingles and jingles. Thank well, you for putting them in. I just read them. <laughs> well, correct. So, I mean, do you, does anything else tingle or jingle? I don't know if you looked at the rest of the schedule, but I thought nope. those were the big ones. I only care about the Homer games. All right, Josh. Well, I noticed you added like another little section here to the tingles and jingles. You want to talk about that? Well, I just figured we're in week 15, started talking about some uh, clinching scenarios, some teams that have already clinched. We're going to clinch our jingles? I'm excited. Yep. AFC, we've got Baltimore and Kansas City who have already clinched. Um, possible teams to clinch this week. Buffalo, if they get a win, and New England, if they get a win or tie. In the NFC, the only team is the number, what, four seed, five seed? No, Who? they're three seed. New Orleans is a three seed. Yeah, yeah, sorry. New Orleans, three seed. They're the only team that's clinched. Um, possible week 15 clinch scenarios. Green Bay with a win and a Rams loss. Mentioned that a couple times already. Um, San Fran can clinch with a win, a Rams loss, or a Minnesota and Green Bay loss. Um, I don't see both of our teams losing this week, but crazier things have happened. And then Seattle can clinch with a win and one of the following, a Minnesota loss, a Green Bay loss, and Minnesota tie. So what I'm saying, what are you saying here is Green Bay is going to lose and Minnesota is going to tie at the Chargers. Yep. Seems legit. Um, so those are just some clinch scenarios. I found it funny that San Fran hasn't clinched yet. Could you imagine if they lose out and miss the playoffs? I know that it's very unlikely and it would be very sad to see, but I might not stop laughing until next season. Just to keep the conversation going, I was going to ask, do you think there's going to be any playoff surprises? I mean, the pictures look pretty clear in the AFC. You know, someone could drop out. NFC has been pretty decided for a while, but are there going to be any playoff uh, surprises here in the last three weeks? I think that if one of the surprises, I think that the Rams... Rams or the Bears are going to make the playoffs. I don't know what seed, but I feel like one of those two teams are going to make the playoffs. I don't like that very much because that means the Vikings probably missed the playoffs, Josh. That's, well, which, are they the fifth seed or the sixth seed? Right now we're the sixth seed. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, that would be the, I don't think that's, I mean, that would be unlikely, but if you, you ask me if anything's going to happen, yeah. that would be the only thing that I would think is one of those two teams makes it. As far as overall, like, at this point, with all the teams as close as they are, I don't think that um, anyone's going to be too shocked if, which with whatever team finishes one two seed, and then the rest, sh- how that shakes out. Right. I mean, so that was the NFC for the AFC. To me, I'm I'm thinking it's pretty possible that Houston could actually miss the playoffs at this point, just the way everything's trending. I mean, they could come in and take the wild card, but Tennessee is so hot right now on the hands of Tannehill. It looks like they're going to take the AFC South. So then the Houston Texans would have to take the wild card. Right now, everyone should know that the wild cards in the AFC are the Buffalo Bills and the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. So. Who knows? Pittsburgh, they're they're currently relying on the hands of a guy named Ducky Hodge. Well, that's not his actual name, but a guy dubbed Duck Ducky Hodges. So, if anything, the Steelers could miss the playoffs because the Texans take the last wild card. I don't know. The AFC is a little more interesting than the NFC, but um, there still could be some surprises out there. And hopefully it's not the Vikings fucking missing, but that is possible. Josh, anything else tingling or jingle here? Nope. All right, we'll move on to locks and upsets then. Oh, God. 
Kyle Jevnager continues his reign, but his lead has gone down. Kyle is in first place with 34 points on the locks and upsets leaderboard. T has rocketed back into second at 30 points, only four points back. Jalen, he is at uh, third with 29. Nikita at 24, uh, at Jesus, at fourth with 28, tied with Brian. Jesse's next with Walters at 27. Jordan and Josh are at 25. And that's probably in the out of it range at this point. Speaking of out of it, Brad, Garlic, and Derek all tied at 24. Aaron at 23. And then Eric's still chilling right down at the bottom at 22. So last week, the hot take coming out of Kyle was Nikita's going to win it. Kyle comes in with the rough pick of Oakland over Tennessee. That was never going to happen. I'm sorry, Kyle. That was a bad pick. I'd... Uh, Nikita didn't do much to help herself, though, only getting her lock correct. Minnesota over Detroit did not get her upset points, so she doesn't climb up that leaderboard. Josh, who do you like this week? Well, I've got San Diego over Minnesota as an upset. I, I mean, I just went with the home team. Um, they're coming what? off of a hot win. Had nothing to do with the fact that it was Minnesota. Um, and what then, team plays in uh, San Diego? Whatever. <laughs> They'll always be San Diego to me. They, they should move back to San Diego. Uh and then my other upset, I have Buffalo over Pittsburgh. Um, that's going to be a popular one this week for that, sure. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a popular one. I was debating on the one that you're about to read, um, but go on. What do you got? Yeah, so I know I've been talking a big game about how Green Bay should win this game, no problem. That said, um, in this locks and upsets game, I am all but out of it. So the only chance I get anywhere near is if I take games that no one else is going to take and I can gain momentum there. So I'm taking Chicago over Green Bay as one of my upsets. And then I did Washington over Philly as my other upset. I would be surprised if anyone else picked either of those two upsets throughout the week, but we will see. Um, but that's who I got this week. Eric says Buffalo over Pittsburgh. Shocker. Um, as, as an upset. And then he also has Miami over New York Giants. Right, and then your wife has Baltimore as a lock, I would assume. Yep. But you don't know who they're playing this week? Nah, I didn't look. She didn't text me. <laughs> and then uh, Buffalo over Pitt is her upset, just like we've been saying. It's going to be a popular one this week. Walters has Buffalo over Pitt and Miami over uh, New York Giants. Copy and uh, Eric's. They must have a private chat going on. They probably do. And then lastly, we've got Brian. He's got Arizona over Cleveland, which I think is a questionable um, upset, but I've been saying that about Brian for a while, and he's doing better than me in this thing. And he's got Houston over Tennessee, which is another upset pick I think is absolutely ridiculous. Have you seen how good Tennessee is here, Brian? Are you not paying attention? Tannehill's going to lay an egg this week. How fuck? That will kill all of my playoff matchups. You better oh fucking not. I've got Dan Hill starting, and I think every league except for – no, it's he's starting in every league as of right now. In one of my leagues, I have Drew Brees on the fucking bench behind Ryan Tannehill right now, so don't do that to me, Josh. Okay. Fine. He won't lay an egg. He'll go negative instead. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um, anything else you want to talk about locks and upsets, Josh? No. Nope. Nope. Kyle continues his reign. That's all we need to hear. At least it's not Jalen. At least, I'm just kidding. at least it's not Jalen, and hopefully T doesn't win either, because that would be yikes. Oh, God. We could just probably not send him the money, and he wouldn't even realize. He'd be like, who? Huh? I won? We'll split it and go to the bar. All right, Josh. If Fox and Upsets is over, you know what time it is. Ooh. 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 Fantasy fun time. Oh, week 15. Oh. (laughs) What the the fuck did I just experience? For a little bit, that was like some ASMR meditation. And then at the end, you're just, you were a fucking rabid dog. Is that, do you ever plan those things out, or is it literally you think about it that second? Think about it that second. Well, don't think about it that second. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's probably the more correct way to say it. All right, Josh. Fantasy Fun Times always starts with our grain of salt. I know both of us are in the playoffs plenty. I think you got a couple buys, though. So starting with my grain of salt, I'm in five playoff matchups. Or I had five. One of them is a two-week matchup, so I couldn't won that one. And my other four, though, I took four dubs. So I'm going to talk a little shit. I'm going to be a little arrogant. Um, I'm the best there is, so I'm guaranteed to lose all four of my games this week. But feels Hence pretty. The egg. F- yeah, correct. Feels pretty fucking good winning four playoff games and four leagues, and I have the lead in the fifth one. But um, the fat lady hasn't sung yet in that one, so we will see. But 
Four out of four wins feels pretty good. Josh, what's your grain of salt? I mean, I lost in the redraft league, Hidden Oaks. I, I don't think that's a shocker to anybody because uh, it's playing Willie, one, and two. My team's bad, okay? Um, but Jackson wanted, was your team. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Devontae Adams, but he didn't do anything that week either. Uh, Hidden Oaks Dynasty got a win. Thank you. You're welcome, everybody, for letting the league live on one more year. You saved the pot. I did. Um Victoria's Secret, I had a bye. Thankfully, I don't know if I texted you this, but of the 12 teams in that league, I had the lowest score last week. Didn't matter because I was on a bye. That's why you get the bye, folks. In uh, the family league, Nikita and I, we had a bye, so we're going into this uh, semifinal matchup. Fresh rosters are all rested up. How are are the matchups looking? I mean, I'm sure you've you've taken a gander at this point. Waivers have gone through. How, How are you feeling about this week? Wow, Victoria's Secret, I'm uh, projected to lose by one or two. Um, in the Bunker League, I'm projected to win by, or Nikita and I are projected to win by like five. And then the Dynasty one, I think I'm projected to win by 15. Um, I mean, projections are projections. Yeah, are you worried right. about any of the games? Yeah, the Victoria's Secret, Secret one, I'm going up against uh, CMC. Um, and, and you know how ESPN has a little matchup thing based on the opponent's uh, ranking at that, guarding that position? Sure. Uh, my entire team is in the red and i'm playing katie and katie's entire team is in the green so that might be a little bit of a concern on my side um bit of an uh uh-oh yeah that being said if i lose at least i made the playoffs good job buddy yeah that's the one seed no doubt uh uh, yeah hell yeah brother all right so yeah uh, my matchups i'm feeling pretty good about them as well but i'm sure I'll, i'll lose them all now that i said that all right josh top performers of the week we have Drew Brees with 40, James Winston with 35, and Mitchell Trubisky with 32. Those are the QBs. Um, I found it actually very odd that uh, Garoppolo wasn't on there since they put up 46 or whatever. Right. Um, but whatever. I mean, um, he did lose that one passing touchdown to Raheem Mostert, I believe, or Debo, whoever threw it. Uh, running backs, we had... Uh, Austin Eckler with 31, Rojo with 31, and Joe Mixon with 27.6. That's not Rojo. Aaron Jones. Sorry. <laughs> I was Jones thinking ahead. My team. Aaron Jones had 31. Sorry, buddy. Didn't mean to disrespect. Um, disrespect the green and gold, Josh? Get the fuck out of my house. See you next Tuesday at bowling, by the way. Um, wide receivers, we had Eman Sanders with 34, AJB, that's AJ Brown with 33.6, and Darius Slayton with 32.4. For tight ends, we've got Ertz with 30, Fanta with 21, and Jared Cook with 20 on two catches. Not bad for a white black guy. That's correct. Oh, fuck. Heine. Just can't have nice things around At here. At least Josh. I heard the word "hiney." That's all we needed to hear. All, all right. right, week fourteen, studs and duds. What happened to you, Gar? Well, I had Blau Powell as the stud. Le'Veon Bell ended up not, not playing, going bowling instead. He was projected five point four. Actually, got ten point eight, so I gained five point four there. Philip Lindsay has been underperforming. He only got one point under his projection, but it was enough for me to have a positive six point two on the week. And everyone had a pretty good week, but uh, we'll talk about that in a sec. I had Aaron Jones as my stud. Uh, He was projected 16.4. He got 31 um, for a difference of about 15. Dalvin Cook was my dud. He was projected 23.4. He ended up with 15.5 for a differential of 8. I finished with 22.7 positive this week. First ladies. First place on the week, Josh. I would have to go back and look, but I would reckon that's the first time you come in first place on the week. I'm I'm not even going to have to go back and look. All right, Eric's was next. He also had the Blau Powell, but he didn't get Blau Powell in until he was already projected 12.4. Only got 10.8, so that was a negative 1.6 for Mr. Eric's. And then Tyrell Williams was his dud. Projected 10.6, got 6.5. Overall, Eric's was positive, only 2.5 on the week. Hey, trending in the right direction, though. Keep it oh, up. Oh, yeah. Good uh, job, Eric's. You're Nick- almost not in last place by a lot. Nikita had Kyle Rudolph as a stud. He, um, he was not a stud. He was projected 10. He only got three, negative seven on that. But her dud was Kamara. Kamara was projected 19. He only got six. So she finished with positive six this week. Good job, wife. Not bad, wife, indeed. Walters, because we can't have nice things, had Derrick Henry as the stud. Was pretty studly. Projected 18.8. Got 23.9. Positive five there. Todd Gurley as the dud. Projected 16.1. Actually got 21.3. Overall, Walters was the only fucking person of negative on the week. He was negative 0.1. 
We could have all had a great positive week. We're all moving in the right direction. Then we got to have fucking Walters coming and fuck everything up. The one red guy. One red guy. We had Brian, whose stud was 2.5 projected of Benny Snell. Uh, he finished with 2.1 for a negative 0.4. That's Sorry, a bud. woof of uh, a stud. <laughs> but Alvin Kamara, as we mentioned already, was a dud, and so he still finished with 12.4. Yeah, not a lot of room for air on that Benny Snell one. Um, all right, Josh. So this week then, I got Rohim Mustard. He's projected 11. I like him. He's the number one running back currently in San Fran. God knows what happened to Tevin Coleman, but he's at. Mahomes is my dud, projected 18.6. Dude's potentially got a broken hand or whatever, so we'll see what happens. I had Keenan Allen as my stud. He's projected 13.7. I feel like if uh, Xavier Rhodes is covering him, he's going to get that in the first catch. Uh, CMC <laughs> is my... <laughs> I have oh, CMC yeah. as my dud only because I clicked projections sorted by most and picked the one on top. He has projected 27.3. Nailed it. Who, who do they play this week? Who does Carolina play? Uh, Seattle. All right, we'll see. Eric's has Jarvis Landry as his stud. Projected 15.5. Again, Eric's, I don't know if you completely understand how to play this game. Pretty high projection for a stud, but it's possible. You're not Nikita, though. Cooper Cup is a judd. Projected 12.1. Cooper Cup has been trending in the wrong direction a lot, so that's probably a pretty good dud pick. Uh, Nikita has Alexander Matison as uh, her stud. I don't know his projection because she didn't text it to me, um, and I was too lazy to look it up. Her <laughs> dud this week right. is Thielen if he plays. Um, if he doesn't play, it'll be Russell Wilson. We got Walters with Jimmy G as the stud. Projected 18.3. That's a lot. He's got Devonta Freeman as the judd. Projected 13.3. Walters, we'll see. Brian as Mahomes as a stud probably thinking the opposite of gar here broken hand nah no biggie <laughs> he'll play his even dud, better his dud is probably another guy uh garlic does not want to have as a dud yeah that is george kittle projected 16.3 what the fuck brian george kittle has been an absolute baller all year and you're just coming in throwing him as a dud right now for what reason i don't know what their matchup is off the top of my head i forgot but what the hell man you trying to jinx it you trying to jinx the dynasty fuck uh, going to the scoreboard real quick. We had a little bit of movement. Nikita remains up top of the core five. Josh moves into second by a full point two. So that puts me in third. Walters still. How's the weather down there? Fuck off. Uh, Walters is in third, and then Eric's is in fourth by a lot. Brian continues his reign on the all-time leaderboard. He has double what Hammer has at this point, so no one's touching Brian. Yeah, and Nikita, um, since he didn't mention it, she has nearly 12 points more than me. That is you, correct. So that is correct. She's up there as well. Yeah, your uh, your 22-point performance was a bit of a fuck you to me because I didn't want to come in third, but I'll just have to beat you these last couple weeks here. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> good luck, loser. I'm just going to pick the same people as you from now on. Damn it. That's genius. Uh, week 14 results. T at Jamie. <laughs> Holy shit. What do you even say about this? Like T1 somehow. <laughs> Josh at Willie. I lost. I'm still here though. I knew I was going to lose. I mean, I looked at his roster Sunday morning and I was just like, it's been a good run trophy. <laughs> Before you get too crazy, Skippy, we probably should break down these games a little bit more we're, we're flying for time so okay fine i'm gonna go well i even wrote a note there for you to open espn i don't know if you see that it's the very first line under the redraft results oh, i only read the first like four words it says we will take a and that you, you couldn't read past that got tired all right well anyway so jamie gets upset by tyrell in I don't, I don't even know what to say. Shocking fashion, probably. Jamie didn't really help herself. She only put up 1.102.9 on the week, which is not a very good performance for the number one seed, led by Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes. But T comes out slicing and dicing. Ended up with a final of 139.9, led mainly by... Austin Eckler, who had like five touches, but still 31.3 fan. I'm sure it was probably like 13 touches, but 31.3 fantasy points out of a backup running back. And then Emmanuel Sanders, 34.1 in that absolute shootout down to Nolens. Holy shit. Don't, don't forget that his third high scorer was the starter of Austin Eckler's team, Melvin Gordon, with 19.4. Yeah. 
And then, uh, I mean, pretty much Jamie's whole team laid an egg. Yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey had 24.5, Julian Edelman had 24, and Devonta Freeman had 19. But, I mean, that's not an egg. It's just the other Okay, well, the, she anything. was starting the Jaguars defense. They got negative eight, so that didn't yeah, help, that probably, didn't help the yeah. fucking campaign. Uh, next matchup, we have... I'm going to talk about yours and Jesse's. We have... You don't want to talk about your loss? No. We have Jesse getting <laughs> stomped by Garlic, 98.1 to Garlic's 165.7. Some of us are going to wonder if Garlic blew his load too early here going into the next round oh don't a, worry we're re- we're ready cocked reloaded and ready to go tom uh he had aj brown put up 33.6 ryan Tannehill 27 and a half that's 28 more than he's gonna get this week and then ezekiel elliott with hey. 23 we got aj brown putting the brown and eastbound i already read brown. your team name your team scores can you please read jesse's you got somewhere to be josh you just don't like the fact that i won a fantasy matchup or what's going on over there Je- is that jealousy i sense no. <laughs> uh, so Jesse, he only put up 98.1, like Josh said. Aaron Rodgers, I called it last week. He was either going to put up 10 points or 40 points. Ended up putting up 11.4. It's not a very good showing out of Rodgers there. Um, Mark Ingram came in as a dud with 10.9. Devin Singletary, not bad, 17.9. Julio Jones, um, man refuses to find the end zone, only got 11 in the PPR. Allen Robinson was the best guy he had at 21.8. And then his defense with the Panthers, negative seven. Woofta, oofta, ouch. So even if Jesse had put up pretty good numbers, he didn't have a chance because I was out there styling and profiling, I'm saying. Go away. Um, my matchup against Willie, I lost. Uh, my top performer, Lamar Jackson, with 20. And then it drops off to Cooper Cup at 14.5. And, and Blah, or Nick Chubb at 12. <sighs> Willie had Aaron Jones with 31. Kenny Galladay with 18. Delvin Cook with 15. My defense got me negative 6. Seems to be a common trend here. Anyone who lost had a negative scoring defense on the weekend. Yeah, it didn't I mean, really affect yeah. the matchup, but. Still interesting. I mean, overall, I had more points at quarterback position, so I probably should have won. Um, we're gonna have to bring up a, bring up a complaint to the commissioner about that. But uh, uh, commissioner's busy. Yeah, but other than that, he beat me in every other position. So except for flex. Yeah, you, good you, job, Willie. You flex. As as I him. said, I I projected that you'd win. So. Yeah, I mean, your team definitely underperformed, only putting up 74.7. Willie's team did pretty okay, 112.3. I mean, that's a pretty average performance, so Willie could do better. At least, you know, he he had a dominant season. But overall, pretty good game. I mean, I can't say that, Josh. I'm sorry. You got got kind of stomped on from the beginning. Yeah, no, I did it. I know I did. Are you going to cry now? Should I? I, Next matchup, Hammer. I'm going to have to take custody of the trophy i don't know i don't want you to do anything to it i'm gonna have to take it home i'm with me. not gonna destroy it yeah yet. <laughs> depending on who wins it yep hammer got 114.8 to brian's 76.6 brian's luck officially has run out <laughs> get it he drafted andrew luck what a fucking dumb and no, i'm just kidding sorry bry uh you uh you were the dog all year and you're still slicing and dicing opponents but not this time Ooh, uh, I thought my team had a bad... I mean, he still outscored me. <laughs> I would say, if you and Brian would have played, you would have lost to Brian. He still outscored me, but of his 77 points, 55 of them came from Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. And that was all garbage time. That was a game that th- that team got stomped by the Denver yeah. Broncos. Um, nobody else scored over 10 yeah, that was, that was a wolf. Willie, or not Willie, uh, Hammer was definitely helped by the 20-point performance out of the Steelers' defense. Not that it made the difference in the matchup, but anytime you get 20 points out of your D, that is stellar. He had Jameis Winston on the bench with 34, so that's a bit of a wolf, but what can you do? Josh, do you care about... Do we? No, we're not talking about anybody else. Oh, we, oh I am. I'm just going to say Garrett and Robin are officially out of the consolation contention, so your existence is now pointless. Go away. We can move on now. Semifinals. We have got AJ, a.k.a. Hammer, at Willie, 
AJ put up 114 last week. Willie put up 112. Um, both of these teams are pretty hot. Um, Hammer has come in with a quarterback, Kamara. He might be dried up. Um, Willie probably has better matchups across the board, better players on average, but it all depends on who performs this week. That's Who'd true. you got? Well, Josh, I haven't decided yet on this one because, like I said, I mean, well, actually, hold on. We're going we're gonna to play this. We got a nice little voicemail from Hammer. I asked the, all the players to call in. Willie couldn't bother to give me the time of day because he has a fucking son or whatever, but we're going to play this nice little message from Hammer, see what he has to say about his own matchup. Hello, Garlic and Josh. This is Big Wallerbrand, a.k.a. Mr. Hammer, calling in. Just wanted to uh, wish Willie... Uh, good luck in our fantasy football matchup. Um, okay, for me, it's really just uh, just a real honor to uh, put, have be in this position to play against the number one point getter for the regular season. I also want to wish good luck to Jamius Winston, who uh, my entire fantasy season comes down to if he can perform with a broken hand or not. So, Willie, may the best man win. Is Hammer fucking running for office? What was that? What were we just listening to? That was very political. I don't know. About I, so pol- Willie didn't <laughs> Willie didn't give in a voicemail. So we're just gonna. I just projected Hammer's gonna win. The quality of the voicemail is the one that gets my vote this week. So I mean, did did you mention the projection already? So Willie. Yep. Okay. So I mean, we're not gonna. You don't want to talk about any of the players' matchups at all. We're. I got that. Don't worry. Not really, but. We'll just pretend everybody else knows what we're talking about. All right. Well, I'll talk about it just a little bit. I mean, I wrote it in the notes, but Alvin Kamara has been, I mean, he's still the number 11 running back, but he has not seen the end zone. He has not put up the fantasy production. A lot of people expected out of Alvin Kamara this year. So that'll be a big tell in this game. Kenyon drink. Can that man even win a game? Does he care about playing at all? We'll see. Jarvis Landry is questionable. Amari Cooper is questionable in his existence. Hammer, the only guy in the league to start two tight ends, Darren Waller and Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry has a chance to put up some um, reception numbers on Minnesota. He'll be covered by um, Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks probably most of the day. So that's a pretty good matchup for Hunter Henry. Um, Steelers defense is playing Buffalo. Buffalo is not an offensive powerhouse despite being 9-4. and four, So I don't know. Willie's team obviously dominant. Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Kenny Galladay, Austin Hooper. Patriots D going up against Cincinnati. Oh boy. Hammer's definitely coming in as the hotter team. If these guys would have played last week, um, a Hammer would have won just barely by two and a half points. I don't fucking know the projections within five points. I'll, I'll stick with the studs. I'll stick with the team that has a better track record. I'm going to go with Willie in this one just to be a little contrarian. But, uh, you know, hopefully it should be good. If there if there was an America's matchup of the week in the playoffs, this would uh, this would be it in my opinion. We'll see what happens. The other semifinal matchup is going to be a family duel. We've got T, the trash talk tank Thomas versus trash garlic talk tank Thomas. Um, here, well, here, Josh. Before you even go, so we did get a voicemail from T as well, and you talked about the quality of the voicemail being your determinant. Just listen to this <laughs> fucking shit and tell me what you think about T after this. Okay, you ready for this? Hello, now. <clears throat> you know, uh, just figured I'd talk about our matchup here, Dustin. So uh, here's the deal, bud. I heard you uh, pee sitting down, so it's kind of an issue here. It doesn't really affect me, but it kind of makes you look like a little bit of a bitch. But, uh, you know, anywho, here you have a home field advantage again. Yeah, you're going to try to use your soiree on me and cast a spell on me. Don't think so this time there, buddy old pal. You'll get your cheeks clapped and... Uh, Is he driving a big know, rig right now? No. Final score will be about one... 1,200 something to like six. So, uh, obviously me, but uh, yeah. Get your ass kicked. You know, cheeks will be clapped. Tears will be shed. I don't know what the fuck that was, but I, he offered to redo it. 
Um, not even because I told him it was bad, but just because I told him I was disappointed he didn't start with a uh, breaker breaker. Uh, <laughs> but so that that was the voicemail that T fucking left. I don't know if that gives you more respect or less respect for that man, but that's what we got, Josh. Now, no. now you can talk about more stuff. Yeah, um, T's going to lose. I've said that that quick, that plain every single week, but yeah, T's going to lose. And I have the science to prove it, but I won't get to that until you're done talking about your matchup. All right, well, I'll just I'll just read the notes I wrote then. Uh, first note, bring it the fuck on. Like you said, it's a family matchup. Um, obviously, T and I, we both love the video games. We're both competitive people at heart. There's going to be plenty of trash talk existing throughout the week. And if T loses, he'll never live it down. And if I lose, I'll never live it down. So it doesn't even matter if the person goes on to win the ship or not. This game means a lot in the fam, so we'll lot, lots on the line there. Uh, T definitely had some electric performances from a few of his guys last week. Like I said, Austin Eckler and Emmanuel Sanders went absolutely off. So while I think I have the better team, the more well-rounded team, T cannot be slept on because he has that boom potential. It's almost kind of like, if you want to make the analogy, it's kind of like the Vikings going into the LA Chargers this week. Minnesota's coming in with the better team. I think most people would say Minnesota's got the better team, but we just saw Rivers put up a lot on his birthday so there's plenty of boom potential out of those chargers plenty of boom potential out of t anything could happen um if you can look at the matchup there's that little graph bar lower on the page t's squad has only outscored mine three times the whole year so that makes me feel pretty good about my odds again i think i have the better team but anything could happen and then for me does Chris Godwin, um, does his stock go up or does his stock go down now that Mike Evans is out for the year? Of course, Chris Godwin's had a great year, but is it like a Thielen dig situation where one guy's getting all the coverage, Evans was getting all the coverage, and now Godwin's going to be shut down? Who knows? Josh, I did see a little bit of what you're putting together. I don't know if that'll address my thoughts or not, but those are my thoughts. T, oh, who am I taking? I'm taking me. Go fuck yourself, T. I'm projected to win by 20. Yeah, so... One of those voicemails had interrupted me at work, and this is what I was working on. It was a overall fantasy player consistency for all four teams that are still in the playoffs. I hit us. And so just so I want, I want to paint a visual picture for everybody who's listening. Okay. Um, we have the player as one column. The next column is going to be the start percent. It's not the percent that they're started in the leagues or that they've started games. It is the, the percentage in which they would have benefited a roster by being in a starting lineup. Okay. Consistency rating. Um, it's a number as far as the closer to zero, the closer they are to their average or their average weekly score each week. So you want a low number. There's the next column is starts. So those are the number of quality starts. Um, and so for that column, start for a quarterback would be top 10, running back, top 25, top 25 for wideout, top 10 for tight end, um, top 10 for kicker. Um, for a star, it would be the top two in their category, top five for running backs, or top two for quarterbacks, top five for running backs and wide receivers, and top two for kicker and tight end. And a stiff is what ESPN have, but I have, for the podcast sake, a wolf. A wolf. That is going to be the... 21st on for, for a quarterback, 51st on for running back, 51st on for wideout, 21st on for tight end, and 21st on for kicker. All right, break it down, Dr. And then Science. benched is for those games that they didn't play. Now, we have one person that would have benefited by being in a starting lineup all year, and that is Cook. Dalvin Cook. I did it color coding, and so that belongs to Willie, as we know. Next would be Zeke with 92%. That is Hell your yeah, guy. Brother. Then we've got T with two players, Eckler and White. After that, it drops off. 69% goes to Lutz, Kamara, Godwin, Zane Gonzalez. Um, but that's not what I want to look at right now. Now we're going to sort by consistency because Break as we know, consistency is key. Right now, the most consistent player in the playoffs is Ezekiel Elliott. You're goddamn right, brother. Very close is Delvin Cook and Austin Hooper. After that, Badgley and Kittle, another two of your players. But then we get to Hammer. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six straight of the most consecutive players belong to Hammer. I was going to highlight based on the top, like, go 15, 15, 15, but Hammer would have rounded out most of that fifth, top 15. And then we've got T. But then also T is at the bottom with least consistent. 
as well. I just thought it was interesting. Um, overall, I thought there might be some separation in the overall consistency rankings. Hammer is the most consistent team when it comes to his player scoring, then Willie, then you, then T. Interesting. So who's got the most woofs on their team? Um, that is a great question. I did not look. But if well, we, we sort, sort by oh, right the now, wrong way. Sort Z to A. Come on, guy. Um, we've got the most woofs belonging to Willie with Curtis Samuel. Um, well, I'm seeing it. Well, I was just, I was looking on the color. Based on the color, I see lots of green and lots of blue there in the wolf category. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of green. That belongs to T. Um, might be why he didn't score over 1,300 points in the regular season. Yeah, lowest points for. Let's point that out. Another, another reason T sucks. Lowest points for in the year. Yeah, and a lot of green, a lot of blue. Um, but, I mean, we know Hammer. Uh, Willie started off with a just abysmal Well, he's going to have the most studs. If we were to sort by studs, Willie would be probably the top three. Oh, yeah. No, because uh, Delvin Cook had seven stud games. Austin Eckler had six. Um, Marvin Jones with five? Uh, Aaron Jones. Oh, Aaron Jones. Chris Godwin with four. McManus, the kicker, with three. Emmanuel Sanders with two. I mean, T's up there too for the stud games. Yeah, T's got lots of studs. So um, fewest points for, but I mean, he's got four studs in this. Everybody has four studs, and then we got Garlic with two in the top fourteen. And yet here I am, baby. Yeah, no, it, I don't he, need your goddamn studs. I need consistency. Yep, no, and so I mean, I just thought it was interesting overall consistency record. Ezekiel Elliott, he's up there kittle he's way up there so yeah just a little bit of fun yeah josh, i appreciate josh breaking it down um you know this is you know this is probably hard to visualize over the air this spreadsheet is available to anyone who wants it and if you you should already have the link but if you don't i can send you the link to this so you can break down or you can view josh's table and how he broke everything down it is pretty interesting uh, maybe it could help you in your matchups, maybe deciding who to start or who to who to whatever. Obviously, this is based on our league, but it can be applied other places. So those are the two big matchups, Josh. Do you care to talk about your matchup at all? This might be the first and only time we have no. a winner's consolation bracket or no. ladder. No. Are you going to beat Jesse or lose to Jesse? Probably going to lose. It's just because he's going <laughs> to use tractor voodoo or something. Tractor voodoo. And then Brian's playing Jamie. And then Derek and Brad and Nate and Nikita are also battling it out for the consolation $25 prize. Watch Nate win the consolation prize. He could. I think, I think I believe Garrett won it last year. So Garrett, I don't know if he came in last place or not, but he had the most points against, and then he won the consolation ladder. So he won like he won his, his entry fee back, winning those two things. Nice. Well, good luck, Nikita. Good luck, Nikita. Good luck, everyone else as well. Josh, do you have any other thoughts about My anything? My feet are cold. I want tacos. How many tacos are you making? You got any extra tacos up there? Or? No, sorry, bud. Damn. All right, no other final thoughts about the real world? No, no. Thanks for coming over, as always. God bless. Um, how many miles do you think you'll row between now and next week? How, or um, meters? How, how many miles does it take to get around the world? Probably a lot. Probably a lot, then. <laughs> You're going to be around the world in the next Oh, week? yeah. Are you even going to go to work? You're just going to row every fucking day and night. That is my job now, boy. <laughs> You're just a rower. I, I don't. You probably won't know this. You probably won't care. But the rowing machine was the preferred exercise machine of Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Good. In, in case you care. It's a great low-impact cardio workout, full-body exercise. You care to sell me on the particular model you brought? I got a Concept 2 Model D. Comes with the uh, machine thing five for the uh <laughs> speculator and girder uh, walker breaker niner five four all right hold on we, we we have to play this now i was checking the uh specs on the end line for the rotary girder i'm retarded this is the one that got recommended most online it's what you find in all of the fancy gyms i guess and it cost a pretty penny how 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 what would you drop on that rowing machine, Josh? Less four, than four a thousand. Figures? Oh, okay, okay. Less than a thousand. More than nine. More than <laughs> eight hundred. All right, so pretty penny for sure. Is that is that Santa's gift to the house this year or what? Oh yeah. Nice. Actually, right. that's that's Nikita's present. Don't tell her. She still has to buy me something of equal value. <laughs> You better hear, you better get the checkbook out, Nikita. All right. Well, Josh, thank you for having me in your home. Uh, Nikita, thank you as well. Kai and Odin, go fuck off. 
Mr. Ryan Walters, Mr. Eric Kestrix, Mrs. Jamie Hammer. Oh, closing note, I did get a message from Walters. I don't know. He, he probably just texted me to remind me to say it too. Oh, nope. That was Nikita. Are you almost done? Yes. So if you're listening, Nikita, yes, we are almost done. Um, but Ryan Walters, he texted me. Are you recording the podcast? Yes. It was right as we started the music. Okay. Not sure if this is mentionable on your pod, but after reviewing the teams left to win in Victoria's Secret League, I hope you crush everyone. I respond with, thank you for the curse. I'm not predicting because I don't want to mess it up. I just hope you win. But seriously, please crush. So, early exit for me in the Victoria's Secret League. So, confirmed loss this week oh, yeah. to Katie. Oh, yeah. Is what I'm hearing. Yep. Thank you, Walters. Love you. Long time. Bye. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zatch Wells, Brian Knup, Hammer Hammer, Brad Knup, Jesse Morset, Jordan Bates, Kyle Jevnarker. Thank you so much. Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod for the voicemails. We love you. Bye bye.